Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Good Morning Amigo. Good morning, amigo. Yeah, yeah, good morning. Get off my back already, would you? The thing was unplugged here. Okay. Frank. It's not your fault. I'm over here. I know it's not my fault, but I but have to make sure. That's what I was trying to signal you. I said, I got it now. I went like this. I went, and I heard it go boom. Oh, once I heard the boom, then I knew we were good. No, I had heard that 30 seconds before. Oh, all right, fair enough. The hand signal didn't work. Typical of 2000 and bleep you. I hate this year. Only thing that's good about this year is today. September 30th, 2000. And eat the back of my... <laughs> bunghole. Whatever. <sighs> Young Andy's not here. I mean, she's here, but she's not here. When a small business gets a last-minute project, guess what that small business is going to do? Do the project. Get up at four in the morning and do the project. <laughs> Good morning, young Yandy. Good morning, sir. How are you today? I'm fine. This does prove one thing, though, Frank. Our 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 extravaganza that would have been at six oh one would have gone crumbling in flames today. Oh, it would have spiraled south. Well, because yes. you know that. So yes. that would have been even more upsetting. See, that would have that would have upset me if we'd have planned it, and then. Young Yandy wouldn't have made it out there. Then I would have been upset. See, things happen for a reason. The fact that she's not here is good because she's not shoving that food down my throat, which is good. <laughs> I'm gonna wait for Friday though. Oh no. Friday. Oh, Friday's a weird day, Friday here. I don't know about Friday. Right, Frank? Agreed. I don't know about Friday anymore. Yeah, not with all the new announcements and stuff like that. We have no we even know, we don't even know what we're doing in an hour. Like everything's changing before our very eyes here in South Florida. Uh, apparently, people of power have gotten involved and said we got to get back to school on Monday. But we are in school. Well, brick and mortar. Oh, except the people who say they don't want to go, right? Right. And then the teachers what? Oh, we got to be here. Oh, I see how this works. Oh, yeah, this is right up there with fair, says nobody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be here. I've been here every day. Every day. Frank, you've been here with me every day. Every day. When I thought my gallbladder was going to explode, where was I? Here. Here. I was getting three weeks of migraines. Where was I? Here. Here. So no one's got to tell me to be here. I'm here. We broke into this place on Monday when nobody was here. Busted in this joint. But we were here. So we're always here. You don't got to ask me to be here. I'm here. If there was a bathroom on this wing of the building, I'd sleep here three nights a week. You're on your own there. Got a TV, I'd have a bathroom. Yeah, fair enough. Could order in. Got Wi-Fi. Got not- Wi-Fi. AC is much better than in my crib. The silence. I have remote control privileges. If you want to jump on the air because you have a thought, you can do it immediately. Immediately. The convenience is... T- oh, my goodness. And you with their hot takes, man. You'd be on the air every five minutes. All the time I jump on. Breaking reports from the Amigo. I can't let this go without getting on the air. We interrupt this program for an Amigo hot take. Dear God. That would be heaven for me. (laughs) Young Andy, I'm beating you to the punch today. Tell me you had a spirulina muffin. No. But you have not done your job this morning, and I beat you to the punch. Frank? And what is this? Frank, are you aware that today is 
International Podcast Day. International Podcast Day. No, I was were, not aware. Were you aware of that? Not aware of this. Yeah. I, I have was. the tab open saying that I was going to put it in the chat. Yeah, well, beat you to it. Gotcha. Yes, you did. Gotcha. Anyway, do you understand the derivative of the word podcast? Does anybody know where it comes from? Absolutely not. Care to take a gander at it, Miss Techie? No, you can go ahead and do it. Go ahead. So You're it's, dying a, it's a hybrid up, word. It's up the produced, hybrid of the I. Produced the broadcast? No, close. So the whole birth of podcasts, you used to listen to them on iPods. Remember? Okay, yeah. So it's a broadcast on an iPod, therefore it was called a podcast. Fair enough. Then That's where the name came from. Ha, ha, ha. Doing the teachings as the teacher. Young Idania learned there, too. She put her, she did the, she's learning, learning. So did you know, International Podcast Day is right, right up our alley. I'm not going to talk about that. Figured you would since you uh, stormed in, wanted to mention International Podcast Day. Or, or we can talk about <laughs> Miami Pot Day. Yeah, baby. Podcast Day. <laughs> we can't do that yet. We can't do that yet. That's not, that's not allowed yet. We got to wait. What do you mean it's not allowed yet? Yendi, new to the game. This is, is a two-week party, bro. This, this is isn't just one day. Show. This is not waiting. No, this is a two-week party. Show. I'm not it's going on the until we win. And then. No, don't jinx. Them. No, no. No, shoot, no. Stop. Well, let's, let's wait the for hanger. the win. <laughs> still works. This is not, the series hasn't started. I'm not banging on the pot after a game one victory. We're still no. on our way to a 9 p.m. tip-off. We, exactly, but we can't bang pots and pants until we win the championship. <laughs> Larry, it's on It's you. my party, and I bang on it if I want to. It's on YouTube, Jokers. If they lose. So then am I the only one on the bandwagon if we win? How does that even make any sense? When did you make up this etiquette rule here, Yendi? This doesn't exist. This is a radio We cannot show. count our pots and pans before I'm they get I'm not going to no. La Carreta to do it. I'm doing it here in the studio. No. Yes. You had a superstition where you literally would not let your cat go pee. So just because Yendi has I that superstition does not the, mean anything. Once the game Baby. started. Once oh, the really? game started. Once the you, game started. Once the game started. You did not let your cat pee. What's wrong with you? That's cruel and unusual. No, it was very, very usual because the problem was is I would want him to be outside at kickoff. He would sometimes insist or mom would insist that he'd be inside at the moment of kickoff. If he was inside at the moment of kickoff, he had to find the, he didn't like the litter box, see. So he wasn't a fan of the litter box, so he wanted to do it outside. But you're not going outside. Now you're inside. That's a superstition. But that's after the game starts. Game hasn't started yet, guys. So there's no jinxing here. Now, if in the third quarter of the game I start banging on a pot, or after game two I go out to the streets and start banging on pots after every victory, no, that's different. Hanger went down in flames, huh? Look at this. Yeah. Shrapnel what everywhere. Look at this. What, whatever it's you do, sign. just don't bang it towards your screen because I see that flying and <laughs> Larry being very upset later on. That's the that's the my my uh, forecast for today. That's when the Hulk <laughs> comes oh, out. Oh, and already something already flew towards my screen, but we're good. Didn't hit it. It didn't hit it. We're good. The Miami Heat are in the NBA Finals. I'm gonna let that just sit there. 
The Miami Heat are in the NBA Finals, which starts tonight at 9 o'clock. It's going to be long two weeks. No, and forget about it. And now, yeah, I was doing fine because I was enjoying myself. And then these two started with, and the reality of the, I got to get all uptight and nervous again. (laughs) Starting tonight. So it's Yendi's fault. It usually is. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just. Well, know, I'm just saying the pain in the ass isn't me banging on a pot of pan. The pain in the ass is going to be covering LeBron and AD. And how are the Heat going to do that? Is the question. Um, a lot of experts are picking the Lakers to win. Of course what they I, are. And I think what they're missing here now, I see the obvious, right? I see a team in the Lakers that has defended the three very well throughout the playoffs. I see a, a, a Lakers team that has taken. Portland and Houston, who live by the sword, die by the sword, and watch them die by the sword pretty quickly, as a matter of fact. And a team like Houston that would pop up 50 or 63s would put up half that against the Lakers. Lakers kind of defend the perimeter very well. Um, they've think I think there's a factor here that doesn't that goes unnoticed is that the Lakers haven't played a defense like this one in the entire postseason. So that's going to be a challenge for them. Um, they may be a little winded. I like my depth in my bench better than theirs. Um, but the truth is they have the two very best players on, you know, on the court mm-hmm. on their team. And one of them you're going to just have to let him run amok, and the other one you're going to have to put Bam on him. Now, surprisingly, I think you can get a couple of guys that disrupt the groove of a LeBron James. But if you put too much attention on those two guys, then the ancillary folks who are professional basketball players at the end of the day, good, bad, or indifferent, will respond and respond well. So you want to be careful that you're not leaving too many people wide open. Except Ray John Rondo. He can't hit a three for his life. He's been playing pretty good, though, in the playoffs. I understand that. And nothing will make me happier than to beat a team with Ray John Rondo and LeBron James. Nothing makes me happier than that. But everybody's picking the Lakers, and I think that what goes unnoticed here, even... Like, my perception was is that they're not really a three-point team, and, and, and they actually kind of are. And the thought that, oh, they chucked up ill-timed threes, and uh, they're one of the most efficient three-point shooting teams in the league, especially in this playoff. So don't be, under, don't be underwhelmed by their performance because, by the way, they did it on Milwaukee, who's supposedly the number one defense in, in all of basketball, and they went ahead and did it to Boston. So apparently... You know, they don't take prisoners. They do it to whoever they need to do it to. Mm-hmm. The question is, can they do it to a Laker team that has defended the perimeter well? I don't know that. If I knew that, then, you know, I'd be calling the book and telling me you're going to be out of money soon. But I don't know that. Here's what I do know. I do know that the Heat have the potential because of their depth, because of their team defense, and because of their unappreciated efficiency from three to shock the Lakers. The Lakers will make adjustments, but we'll outcoach you. So I'm going to let the country continue to undervalue who the Miami Heat are. I don't pay attention to the uh, to the promos because they all show LeBron and AD, and then they just show the Heat logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys can kiss my ass. Please do me a favor and do not overcover the Heat if and when they win. Don't jump on the bandwagon. No, but there's going to be a favor. There's going to be a lot of. I don't know if it's going to be over coverage of the Heat. I think it's going to be kind of clouded. Um, on the coverage of LeBron wasn't able to do it again. And is LeBron is LeBron the GOAT because, he, for whatever reason, he's 3-7 and the seven in the finals. Three and and six. he's not going to be able to do it. Well, once he loses, he's going to be 3-7. and seven. Correct. 
So that's that's all, that's what I'm saying. Like that's what the coverage is going to be. So there's going to be a lot of coverage on not so much on the Heat. It's going to be more on LeBron failed again. Hmm. All I'm saying is go light a candle in church. That's how it works. Why does he got to go to church? Why does he have to go to church? I'm not going to pray for something. This is going to happen. Or get a candle. And this light is going to happen. This will happen. This is not something that's out of our control. It's completely within our control. This is a team that has played better than any team in the postseason. And you can put whatever logos you want, and you can put whatever pictures of LeBron grimacing and pounding his chest and pretending to be Superman and all the stuff that he does, all the nonsense that he does. Hasn't won him a basketball game in the finals yet. They're 0-0. They're going into game one today. And it's not about lighting a count. I'm not trying to be a jokester with you, Andy. The truth of the matter is, is I've spent the better part of three or four weeks telling you why he can't win. I'm telling you now why they can win. And I can honestly say that the way they've been playing, unless the Lakers have something different to offer, I'm curious to see how they plan on stopping what he do. And remember, Jimmy Butler and LeBron James have had history that goes all the way back to Miami, Chicago. And remember, they've even gotten teed up together because of a little skirmish that they had under the basket at one, in one possession. Jimmy Butler covers LeBron James very well. So does Andre Iguodala, by the way. He which does. I have a feeling you're going to see him get minutes in the finals because he has finals experience. Remember, this is a guy that won the finals MVP, and he didn't start until he got to the finals. Yes. And, you know, he has played that role on other teams. He did it with Golden State. And I get the impression that because he guards LeBron so well that he's going to see significant minutes in rotations this time around. I don't know if he starts but I think he gets significant minutes in rotation. These are things that all the touts aren't talking about. By the way, this is Iggy's sixth straight final. I'll let that marinate for a second. That's the experience we have. And by the way, each and every time he's been in one of those finals, except once, he's had to face this LeBron guy. Yes, sir. Now, the truth is LeBron has done some things while Iggy covers him that have been historic because – when LeBron went off on Golden State and came back from 3-1, he did that on Iggy, too. Yes. So, you know, there's a chance that this guy goes bananas and might even put Iggy, Butler, and Jesus Christ on LeBron. LeBron might still go for 30-10. and 10. I get it. I understand that. But I also think that LeBron going 30-10, and 10, he's lost finals doing that. So you, you cover him, but you got to remember, they, too, have other tools. They have an interior game that's going to be interesting to see how we plan on defending. Mm-hmm. Because they can go to that. They want to go inside. It's going to get ugly. Well, Bam's going to have to. Let's see if Bam finally mans up. Well, I think he manned up in that last series. I plan to expe- I expect him to man up in this series. Do you expect to see some Myers Leonard in this series? I, I think he's seven feet tall. I think you we have to height. put him in there. We need there. his height. I think you have to put him in there. What about UD? No. Even though I wish UD would come in once he met that palo lechoncito. That would be so freaking excellent. Well, I'm saying you put that him in the enforcer. So Epic. I got I got asked last night at dinner why I'm calling him now Lechoncito. <laughs> and I said, oh, my God, this is this is a perfect opportunity to explain to you why I call him Lechoncito. And I'll do that on the other side. Good morning, Amigos. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the Playmaker Every. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio Serious XM. Yeah. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Serious XM 145 Slam Radio. 
I'm surprised why you went with this. It's awfully loud. You like this song, huh? We're back. Good morning, amigo. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Trying to pick up your spirits around here. Twin shortstop needs his spirits picked up after he (laughs) threw the ball away in the ninth inning. Open the floodgates for the Astros to score and win. I guess I have to do those scores at some point in this segment. Bro, 17 straight postseason losses for the Minnesota Twins. Even Kirchin yesterday on the broadcast at one point mentioned the 16 in a row. And he goes, you would think they'd win one at least by accident. Well, they should have won by accident yesterday instead. Even with a chance to tie. Game-ending double play. Uh Put the Twins in their place. You can't win when you, hit four, when you get four hits. No, sir. Not in the postseason. Not going to work that way. So the Astros are up one nothing. We'll we'll do, go over that a little bit. Uh, but why? Can we have I, another Miami team in the playoffs? Um, we're going to get to all that. Good morning to you, Mario. How's everything going? Good morning. Everything's going great so far. You, How gonna, are you going to be on the youth today? Uh, no, I have golf practice. Unfortunately. Uh, okay, fair enough. I'm just wondering. Look at you playing golf. Go, Mario. Yeah, he's just a regular Tiger, Tiger Woods. Woods. Yeah, that's what he is. He's a he's a regular Tiger, all right. Um, here's the deal. So I people are asking me why in the world am I calling him Lechoncito <laughs> when I've always kind of defended him. I said, well, I haven't always defended him. <laughs> for for starters, uh, for the beginning of his career, first half of his career, I didn't like him very much. Then he came a member of my team, and I had to like him. Uh, the first finals showed me that I thought he wasn't everything everybody thought he was. Um, but then that started to change a little bit. And obviously, I always felt he was, even that first year, I said, well, he's the best player on the planet. Like, I, I, your eyes aren't lying to you. I made all those statements more than once. And he became the legend that I think he is here in Miami. And then he left. So for a while, I was really bitter at him and wanted to see him lose at all costs. And that wasn't going to necessarily happen. He was in the prime of his career. He was doing great things. And at some point, I accepted his greatness and moved forward and forgot about the past. But then this reminds me of the past, you see. This notion that if for some reason it was the Eastern Conference Finals and it was the Cavs against the Heat, I don't know that I'd have the disdain for Lechoncito that I have right now. Because Lechoncito had to go home when he left Miami not that long ago. Remember? I'm coming home, even though Akron's not really that close to Cleveland. Akron's as close to Cleveland as as Boynton Beach is to Miami. Isn't that correct? Yeah, he might as well say he's from, like, the Cincinnati area. It's not really it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense, and a lot of people have said that before. Thank you for saying that, by the way. I was away from the mic. So, whatever. I, I Listen, bro, you're entitled to go home. A man's entitled to make a decision in his life. That's fine. What I always hated is how he handled himself upon leaving. So yesterday we hear him say kind words about Eric Spolstra. Well, this is exactly why I call him Lechoncito. This is exactly why he's Lechoncito. He lives high off the hog. So he got what he got out of Miami. He left, and now... Sing praises after for six years. When your team comes to Miami, you don't play in the game here. Um, For a long time, you didn't even comment. You didn't even say the word Miami. You spent two years without thanking the fans from Miami for welcoming your lechoncito ass here. Yeah, buddy. 
to Culture City. No, man, I'm not going to stay quiet anymore. And then this has been a year for him that he continues to live high off the hog and then do questionable things on the side. Like, you know, the whole thing where the season started with China, that whole thing and how he spoke out and didn't speak out was confusing to me. But well, China. I, I, I'm not going to make this political. China. His motives are weird, though, man. He, his motives are different than normal people. And I've started noticing that. So he can have whatever motive he wants. He's an amazing basketball player, plays for the Lakers. Um, Kobe passes away early this year. And all of a sudden, LeBron calls attention upon himself on a team he just joined. It's not Cleveland. It's not Miami. All right? And making the entire Kobe journey this year about him. Doesn't deserve to win. I don't want to see him win. It, it doesn't matter who would have played. I probably would have rooted against the Lakers. And I played. told you this last night, though, that he's trying to be too much like Kobe. And he's trying to... I get it. Like, I understand what he's trying to do. But it's it's a little bit too... What's the word I'm looking you, for? You, you do realize that one of the reasons you're you're hired to speak to me about sports in the evening is... For these morning thoughts, right? You part of the contract is well, I don't mind you saying you told me that last night. You're sort of kind of not supposed to out me on this, producer. All right, you, yeah, I feed him well. We found the amigo source. So, from time to time, when you're marveled as to how I retain so much information, please remember that I have a live in producer. That allows me to not have to be in here two hours before the show starts and do research because and in the evening it's getting popped in my head. It's being whispered in my ear. He sneaks up behind me thinking of doing an Instagram parody of him at the house on his phone reading me facts. And when I think I'm getting alone time, he's in my ear telling me something else. I think it would make for comedic value. I need to find me one of those. Yeah, I have one. Find this time so, yes, I know you told me this, young amigo. I got it. I understand that. That's why I'm saying it today. One of the reasons I've come to this epiphany is because I have noticed his behavior patterns. He is a great basketball player. He's good for 30, 10, and 10, more or less. No doubt about it. More or less. Especially that's the playoff number, 30, 10, and 10. It's not always a trip dub. But it's always around those numbers. Good for your team. But right now, I applaud those Laker fans that root for him. They're, they're rooting for their team. But deep down inside in places they don't want to admit. They have to be upset about how he's taking this Kobe thing on for himself. It's not about him. It has nothing to do with him. Heck, I don't remember there being a bond. Do you? Not like that. Him? Not for him to go to the extremes that he's gone through just to just to say things. I'm glad you're saying that because you're absolutely right. It's all about LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. He's not even having fun anymore. I'm a little over him. Yesterday, I mean, they asked him yesterday um, if this had any special meaning that he's going to be facing the heat or whatever. And it was very like his body language, how he answered the question, rubbed me the wrong way because I knew he was sorry for my choice of words, but he was full of it. Because you know 100% deep down inside this has uh, it, this is kind of haunting him. Him saying, man, one of the teams that I left 
are facing me and they kind of know how I work because they coached me for four years. And like how you said it yesterday, Eric Spolstra made LeBron James, for, for the most part, a champion. Yeah, I mean, he coached him for four years. He knows his weaknesses and he knows his strengths. So he kind of has a good advantage on how to go at him. And I th- and I like our chances with our coach over their coach because oh, I, I love my, like I love my coach. Frank Vogel and I don't think he's one of those kind of coaches that makes adjustments. Funny though, I don't know if you start over the weekend after the Lakers clinched, uh, they were walking towards some presser or something, and Frank Vogel looked like the team manager. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. He always looks like the team manager. <laughs> he had a hat on. And they were kind of just ignoring him. He looked like the team manager. It was phenomenal. I'm surprised that he said what he said about Spolstra yesterday. But everything he does is relatively contrived, would you not say? Very exaggerated, very... Uh, not about exaggerated, it's contrived is the word. It's like he plans yeah. it out and he makes it his big theater. Oh, we're saying very mean, extra. Extra is yeah. the word these kids use nowadays. Yeah, he's super extra. So I, I'm just wondering to myself, self... Um, <laughs> Aren't we a little over it? Like, at what point as fans do we look at this? And unless you're a Laker fan or unless you're a LeBron lover, Anthony, how where how do I get you past this? I guess is what I'm saying. Like, how how do I get you to see what I'm seeing? I'm kind of shocked that Anthony's kind of looking at it because I kind of classify Anthony a little bit as a LeBron lover. Well, just because I have them at one A and one B doesn't mean that I'm a LeBron lover. I can also see what's wrong with him because there's quite a few things wrong with him. Well, I personally am over him. It's not that there's something wrong with him. I mean, as a basketball player, there's not a whole lot wrong with him. But is this, a, is, this uh, is, is what we're saying, like, that we're over him? Is this kind of coming as a Heat fan? Because we, we're kind of upset the way he... The, the way epiphany he comes Miami. through. The, and then especially now that we're hearing more details on how the meeting went down between him and his people that... Uh, Maverick Carter wasn't even involved, and everybody knows that Maverick Carter's involved in deals. He's gonna. That's when something goes down, and Pat Riley knew it immediately. So now that all these details and more little intricate details are coming out about how LeBron left and how he did Miami, is this kind of us as a Heat fan coming out and saying, bro, you know what? I do want to take down LeBron. Because I feel like that's where this is coming from a little bit. I don't know if the rest of the nation feels that way about LeBron. Some do, but some have been seeing it for, for a very long time. But for the most part, how you say the LeBron lover, LeBron lover doesn't necessarily see this. They're just going to want to see LeBron win again just so they can go around, pump their chest, saying that he's the best, greatest of all time. But, okay, so I I don't think he's the greatest of all time. So I'm going to clear it up right now. A lot of that's been radio stuff. I think he's the greatest talent of all time. But I don't think he's he's the greatest player of all time. Super talented, yeah. Easily the most talented player of all time. I don't think that's He does so many things right on the court. I agree. I think he's one of yes. the. I think he's the most talented player. But he lacks. I just think the ego is what turns me off. He 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 has three inherent flaws. He doesn't have the overall package. He has three inherent flaws. It's something that he lacks and two things that he does wrong. All right, Yandy just mentioned one of the things that he does wrong. This is all about his ego. Okay. Uh, I think the other problem is is that he doesn't think before he speaks. Now does that go hand in hand with the ego? Perhaps, but it is two Absolutely. separate problems. It is two separate problems completely. You know, and then the, the one that isn't so much, it's just, it's a flaw is, I'm going to say it. I don't believe he has shown that he his balls dropped, but he doesn't really always exa- exhibit having a pair of stones. <laughs> but to play devil's advocate here, Jordan was also 
a big head of himself. He had quite a bit of a but he had stones. Him. That's I agree, and he won. I agree. He didn't go three and six in the finals. So when you want to yeah. listen, when you're gonna look at it, you got to put the emotion aside. There's a lot of reasons why LeBron's lost six, and I can name them for you, and I can justify them for you. There's a many, many positive reasons why Jordan lost zero. There's many reasons why Jordan, you don't have a lot of game sevens for Jordan because he didn't let him get to game seven. All right? There's a reason. It's because he's greater than LeBron. And there's a fact to that that as much as you might like LeBron as a player, I know I do, but he's not better. And the stats are obviously a little more in favor of LeBron. One, he's been playing longer. Two, the game has changed a lot since Jordan and LeBron played. Like, I see a lot of stats going out of, oh, he's got this stat over this stat. But the game's faster now. So more, more points are scored. There's less defense being played. It was an inside game back then. Now it's more of an outside game. Listen no hand checking either. Listen to LeBron's comments real quick. That's a question for you guys. And the players and the coaches know how great Spo is. And there's this narrative that Spo is not great. Narrative that he doesn't get a lot of respect, which he should. He prepares his team every single night. If you just watch the Miami Heat, no matter who's on the floor, they're going to play heat culture, they're going to play hard, they're going to play together. That's what he's always been about. And um, it's been you guys that have changed the narrative or, or has never given exposed respect because he had D Wade or he had myself, he had Bosch. But a lot of coaches have talent. A lot of coaches have had talent over the NBA over the course of this league. It's not one, um, you know, and it's, and it's unfortunate that he hasn't gotten his respect. And every time we talk about Spo when I was there and, and talk about how great he prepared us, and we all talk about this great plan for Spo and things of that nature, you guys always say, well, you know, you, got, you have LeBron, you have D-Wade, you have Bosch. Any coach can do it. Not, no. Any coach can do it. If any coach could do it, then there would be a, there'd be a lot more champions in this league. So, you know, I... I agree his, with him. His arms 100%. are crossed. His arms are crossed, which is a negative body defensive language. posture. His body language sucks. That's the same way The same way he answered the other question. That's why I didn't like how he answered. So I wasn't paying attention when you said that. I heard you say it. And I, when I say I wasn't paying attention, it's because I, I like to come to my own conclusion. So I didn't want to be skewed by you having said that. So I put in my mind, don't even pay it mind. And it stood out. Dude, I couldn't help but stand out. His, his demeanor and his arms crossed when he talked about it. It's fine. It's the opponent. He doesn't have to sit there and, and, and kiss Poe's ass at the end of the day. Um, but LeBron is LeBron. He is who he is. He does what he does. And I think that the Miami Heat play basketball as a team. So the question is, is, is this is a battle between a basketball team and two great basketball players? And who can come out on top in this sport? Unfortunately, basketball is a sport where the Lakers will more likely than not win, according to odds makers. But every so often you have an anomaly, like a team like the Heat, and I can't tell you, they might lay an egg. But what they've shown us is they have a capability of playing both sides of the ball, and they can do it without one superstar. Even the San Antonio Spurs had Tim Duncan. No offense to Jimmy Butler, but the, the, it's think about what I'm saying. Even the Sixers, that bad team that made it to the finals, had Allen Iverson. So this is a gang of guys that believe in each other, that lean on each other, that play different roles on this team and believe in the concept and their culture. 
And that's the team I'm rooting for. I love that that's my favorite team in sports. Would it have any extra meaning to you to win a championship against uh, against Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra, guys that have, have helped shape you and vice versa um, in those years together? Absolutely not. It's, too, it's, it's no extra uh, meaning to win a championship no matter who you're playing against. It's already hard enough to even reach the finals, um, to be in this position. So if you're able to become uh, victorious out of the finals, it doesn't matter who it's against. Um, you know, you just, um, I'm just happy that I'm here with the opportunity, uh, you know, to represent uh, not only myself, but represent our, our fans, our, our fan base, our organization, uh, my teammates, our coaching staff, um, our training staff, and so many others that, that represent this organization uh, to the utmost respect. Hmm. That's interesting. I take more from the negative body language than I did from what he said there. He's going to say. Oh, 100%. That's why I looked at that and I'm like, bro, you're full of it, man. You're going to tell me that at the end of the day, the Pat Riley effect is in a little bit in your head. Uh, Not a little bit in your head, especially, you know, the way that the relationship ended. It's not a little bit in your head. Come on now. I don't buy it. I'm not buying it. Neither am I. And this isn't coming as a Heat fan. I'm just, I'm not buying it. Anybody would have played in the finals, and if he would have played for that team and he would have said what he said, I would not have bought what he said. I'm like, bro, this guy has, especially with the details that have come out, and more details have come out as time has passed and time has passed. Riley has said it. Riley, remember the season after Riley came out, said it, and he goes, if you want to walk out the door, walk out the door. We're going to build a contender. Yeah, I liked when he did that. And he was pissed that day. He was, And he said it. He goes, I'm pissed. Yeah, he. This is going to be interesting. Here's my question: Do you think it gets contentious? Um, you mean uh, Chippy on the floor? Yeah. That's why I kind of wanted to see um, Haslam on the game. So I kind of put it like he can be the enforcer and kind of make it kind of a little chippier, and then kind of try to get in their head. You know, LeBron doesn't do well when you play physical with him. He backs off. He backs down. He doesn't. We talked about that gene earlier. He backs down. He doesn't like that. He doesn't have those stones to do it. You put somebody on him that's going to beat him around, you might be able to get into his head. Spone knows something that we don't know. Yeah, and I think that not only does he know something that we don't know, I think that he's been preparing for the potential of this because he knew that this could be a career. Like, the first time in his life he's heard the word Hall of Fame next to his This his would put him... And, and right now, people are talking about, is this guy, maybe this guy is a Hall of Fame coach, and we're, we're letting it slide through here. And we've been saying that for a long time. As Heat fans, we have, because we've been aware of who we have. Look, usually people, whenever a Pat Riley or something like that step down, people always have something to say about the guy that's coming up. Nobody necessarily had anything to say about Spo coming up, because he had grew up with the, with the organization, and everybody already knew that, bro, there's got to be something special with this guy, because he's been by Riley's side every step of the way. Because as soon as Riley was able to make him a coach, like he sat on the bench, he was on the bench with him. And he was always in Riley's ear, and he was always the one drawing out plays. So you know that this is one of those coaches. This isn't just one of those coaches that he has that stature in the NBA. He's like, oh, bro, this guy was a phenomenal player. This guy never played in the NBA. College ball was the most he played. What did he play in Portland? Yeah, he played at Portland, as you could see by. <laughs> because of the Jimmy Butler, but I wouldn't even known that. But I know he didn't play. I know his dad was a basketball player in the Philippines, but other than that, 
playing ball, like you wouldn't necessarily look at somebody like a Spo and be like, all right, yeah, that's going to be a Hall of Fame coach. I grew up in the video room making videos for the Heat as, in 1988, and he grew up with the entire organization. This guy's a Heat lifer. Spo is also very physical. Jim Rat, he knows what he's talking about. He used to play basketball in Germany. Germany, and he played college ball here, like you're saying, played in Portland. But yes, he did. And remember, he comes from a family of that. I believe his dad was an executive with the Portland Trailblazers. A marketing executive. Did you know that? I, d- I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. Spolster's old man worked in the office. Like in the, I think he was in management of the Portland Trailblazers. That's his exposure to basketball. And his grandpa used to be a writer for the Detroit Tigers. Oh, look at that. I didn't even know that. That part I didn't know. But yeah, yeah his old man worked for the Trailblazers for years. Um, he he's an author, a sports marketer, and a former National Basketball Association executive for the Buffalo Braves, Portland Trailblazers, Denver Nuggets, and New Jersey Nets. Told you, guys, a basketball executive as that is. That's why I think they're cultivating Eric. At some point, Eric stops coaching and he becomes the Godfather. And his dad was a sports writer for the Detroit News from 1945 to 1973. You mean Spoh's grandpa? Spoh's grandpa. Look at you, young Andy, doling out facts here. I like that. After, de- after retiring from the Detroit News, he founded Baseball Chapel, a Christian ministry for professional baseball players, which he led from 73 to 82. In other words, Spo is athletics. <laughs> Spo is born of athletics. And yes, I do agree, he will become the next Pat Riley. I mean, it's, it's the common progression. It's the expected progression, right? Just like we've come to expect when you... When, when you have my show on Sirius XM 145 during the first hour, we do something with the baseball scores. And we haven't done them yet. And there were baseball games today, and tomorrow's going to be a bunch of baseball scores. But today, from action yesterday, in the first day of Major League Baseball playoffs, there were four games around the country. Jose Altuve draws a bases-loaded walk, forcing him to go-ahead run. Stroh's put up three in the ninth. They beat the Twins 4-1. Twins have now lost 17 consecutive postseason games. It's improbable, to say the least. Lucas Giolito, dealing like a champ, keeps the athletics at bay, giving six good innings. White Sox take care of the rest. They beat the A's 4-1, taking a one-game-to-nothing lead in their best-of-three series. So everybody who played yesterday plays today, Frank? No, everybody that played yesterday doesn't play today. The National League plays today. Tomorrow, everybody plays. Gotcha. That's funny. And I think tomorrow there's like a game that starts like every hour. So at every hour there's a new game that begins. More American League playoff action. Tampa Bay Rays showing that they indeed deserve to be the seed that they are. Blake Snell took a no-hitter into the sixth. Top-seeded Tampa takes care of business against the Blue Jays, winning 3-1 and winning that first game of a best-of-three series against the Toronto Blue Jays. The nightcap, Yankees spanking the Indians 12-3. Shane Bieber wasn't singing anything good last night. He took the loss. Garrett Cole dealing with the victory. Yanks now lead that series one game, 2-0. So you say the National League plays today. Correct. There's four games today, National League games, and then tomorrow, because all, yesterday were all the American League games. And then tomorrow, um, we I will have everybody playing. I don't think you're right about that. Can I, can I go over today's schedule of Major League Baseball? Go ahead. 
I'm a little surprised that you're inaccurate with this one, Frank. I was pretty sure that that's how it was going to be. All right, play the music in the background. <laughs> there are eight games on the docket today for Major League Baseball. And that's what I said yesterday. And that's I, why I'm wondering why myself. you're saying what you're because, saying. Because I guess I questioned myself. You did. You said it yesterday. I looked it up. You were correct. That's why I'm looking at you going, did something change? Fair enough. 12 noon. First pitch from SunTrust. Cincinnati Reds face the Atlanta Braves. It's Trevor Bauer on the mound for the Reds. Max Fried on the mound for the Braves. Game two between the Astros and Minnesota today at 1 o'clock. Strohs haven't said who they're starting. Minnesota letting you know it's Jose Barrios on the hill. Minnesota's season on the line already an elimination game in the playoffs 24 hours in. I love it. 2 p.m. first pitch from Wrigley. It's the Miracle Marlins. Against the Chicago Cubs, Sandy Alcantara on the hill for the Marlins. Kyle Hendricks getting the start for the Chicago Cubs. More Chicago baseball. Game two of a best of three series in Oakland. The White Sox and the A's get to it at 3 p.m. Dallas Cuckoo Kakel on the mound for the Sox. Chris Bassett getting the start for the Athletics. Another game two, 4 p.m. from Tampa Bay. It's the Jays against the Rays. Lefty Ryu on the mound. I never can get Ryu. You. Ryu. Ryu. I always get his name wrong. He'll take the hill for Toronto in a postseason game that's not in a Dodger uniform. Tyler Glass now gets the start for the top-seeded Rays. Cardinals and the Padres get it going at 5 p.m. in game one of their best of three series. Kwang Young Kim starts for the Cardinals. Chris Paddock on the hill for the Pods. Game two, 7 p.m. from Cleveland. The Yankees try to close it out. They put Mashiro Tanaka on the hill. Indians will give it their best shot with Carlos Carrasco as they try to eliminate they try to stave off elimination. 7 p.m. first pitch. Then the late game from Chavez Ravine. It's the Brewers facing the Dodgers, top-seeded Dodgers. 10 p.m. first pitch. Brent Suter on the mound for the Brewers. It's Walker Bueller. Bueller. Bueller on the mound for the Dodgers. In case you didn't know, tomorrow there is also eight games. Yes, I already checked. I'm mad at myself. I'm a little disappointed. I must have heard something yesterday that was like, oh, wait, hold on. There's only four games. But no, I was wrong. Whatever. I know I, I know how to admit when I was wrong. I was right yesterday. Those are your uh, your matchups today in baseball. Baseball's going to be fun today. Starts at noon. Noon. Noon start. It's awesome. Can't wait to put it on in here. Uh, you know, I got to hit the grill against th again today. Game one. Game one. You're going to have a late dinner. Oh, or are you going to do like a pre-dinner? There's got to be a pre-game dinner. dinner. There's got to be a pre-dinner. You're going to tailgate at your house again. Yeah, yeah, well. Can't come. Yeah, no, no tailgates. No tailgates. Anyways. I'm making pizza tonight. You're making pizza tonight? Just making vegan pizza, probably with cauliflower crust or some ridiculous notion like oh, that. Oh, we reheated a bunch of stuff in my house. I guess it was Monday. So it was like, it was almost like a, like an American diner. There was pizza. There was, there was. Pork loin, there was churrasco, there was chicken. 
Yeah, it was a smorgasbord the other day. Mondays is usually meatloaf Mondays for us. Oh, I love meatloaf. I make some Me fire too. meatloaf. It's got to be the right stuff. I make some I fire make meatloaf, fire. a little huevito, el bio in the middle. No oh. way. You do it Cuban oh, style. 100%. Though. I make oh. it. We need a, a meatloaf cook-off. I'm down. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm <laughs> you guys are on your own for that one. The, the Yandy and Frank meatloaf podcast. I'm not part of it. I'm coming for you. Frank. I won't even produce that one. One episode. Yeah, that's not if. <sighs> Come back from break. Well, you know, I, I, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to feel today. I'm like tired. I hope the Heat aren't tired. They need to be uh, on, their, on top of their game tonight. I wonder how that's going to be. Finals tonight, 9 p.m. Game one, Lakers against the Miami Heat. Pretty incredible to even talk about that. I think they're ready. We shall see. I've already made my prediction. We've made our prediction. Best thing is that there's no reason for them to get nervous. There's no fans or anything like that. So it's just go nothing. play ball. And they can talk to LeBron. And oh, I love it. I wonder if it's gonna get. I wonder if it's gonna get contentious. I wonder if Butler's gonna let Butler come out of this. I think. I think Haslam I tells so. his boys, "Be like, yo, this guy's soft. Talk him up. He might. He might. This so. guy ain't about these. So. This, this guy. This guy about this life. Let him have it." Man. Break down and, and you know Udonis is gonna chirp from the sidelines too. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. All right, we'll come back from break on the other side. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM one four five Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found! A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM one four five Slam Radio. And with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I wonder what's going through the mind of the Miami Marlins this morning. <laughs> Before the craziness of the heat in an NBA final, as improbable as it is to even say it. Hours before, even more improbable, the Miami Marlins in a baseball playoff. Frank, Pretty we nice. have laughed so hard at your expense. Um, of course. Why? Who's we? We is my wife, my kids. All right, so let's laugh here in front of my face. What happened? Because well, of the old adage, that you don't spit in the wind. And you made a lot of fun. Of this Marlins team being on top early. You call it fake first place. Fake first place. I don't stand I stand by my word. You'll see they're gonna get escovitad by the Cubs. The issue is if you guys sweep us Marlins, it's an expected thing. I know. It's That's not a great feat. Me. If this thing goes three, no, no, you no, lose. no, 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 amigo, 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 amigo. If you lose you wanna remain friends with me. Do you and do you want to stay? Do you want to maintain this friendship? Because Absolutely. what you're doing right now this is, is out of my control. This is not a good path you're going down. But this is out of my control. I can't help what is before us at 2 p.m. today. But you can la you can control your laughter. But it's funny. It's not. Oh my God! It's hysterical. Not. You know this was my nightmare scenario. Look, this in two years of doing this show with you, could be one of the top five funniest things that has ever happened. <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I can't, I can't do this, bro. I can't do this. 
So my, my buddy asked, my buddy texted me, he goes, Martin's Cubs, who are you rooting for? I'm like, do I even have to ask, do I even have to answer you? He's like, yeah, I want to hear it from you. I'm like, brother, I named my daughter after the street that runs in front of a ballpark. Figure out which ballpark, and that's who I'm rooting for. <laughs> Is that really why you named her that? Absolutely. Oh, Yendi doesn't know the story. Yeah, awesome. That's awesome. Please explain. So me and my wife, like, before the baby was even in the scenario, like, around when we were getting married, we one day we decided to throw out baby names. And we just, like, to see kind of where we're at. Um, so she had a couple suggestions. Don't know, don't care, weren't important. So I go to her, I go, I have a suggestion for a boy, and I have a suggestion for a girl. She vetoed my boy right away because I wanted the Frank Jr. But she wanted, oh, every baby has to have their own identity, yada, 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 yada. I go, all right, but I want a girl, and I have the best name for a girl. She goes, oh, what's the name? And I go, Addison, Sky, and Fernandez. And she goes, that's interesting. Where'd you get that name from? I go, no, look, it doesn't matter where I got the name from. You either have to like it or you don't like it. Oh. If you like it, then the story goes. And if you don't like it, then I don't have to worry about telling you the story. She wanted to know. Oh, no, but she, she's like, you know what? It's beautiful. I love it. One day we'll name our daughter Addison Sky. I go, phenomenal. She was a keeper. Loaded up on my Google pages. I went ahead and I flipped my phone around and I go, this is where the name came from. And when she realized that it was the street that ran in front of Wrigley Field, she gave me a face. I go, hey, you said you like the name. And she goes, why did you why did, uh, why did you pick Sky? I go, hey, went with it, and the sky's always very blue around Wrigley Field. So it just kind of just fit. That's awesome. I like that story. So I go, you I can't take it back. You liked it. it. You can't take it back. You can't take it back. And she's, she loves it. And the fact that I told her my dream picture. So there's a train station. If you Google Addison train station, uh, Wrigley Field, there's a train station that sits right behind Wrigley Field, and it says Addison right on the back. And I remember one day we went, and I told her, I go, this would be my dream shot, me standing here with my daughter, Wrigley Field in the back, with her name in the back. You're going to make that happen, I'm sure. A hundred percent. Because you're the Please picture guy. Please do, but you got to hire, like, a pro photographer to do Why that. Why do you have to, to hire a, a pro nice photographer? Picture. You don't need a pro photographer. No, iPhone but does to it make all. it, like, a nice studio graphic, studio-touched uh, photo. That's a great story, Frank. I really like that a lot. Yeah, so... It's cool. So I, I was kind of able to have um, my name suggested. So it is what it is. So she's definitely going to be in sports at some point in her career. She may be an announcer. She may be a reporter. She may even play on the team. I hope so. And I love the fact that her parents have actually played along with it. So like every for the month pictures, every month there's a theme. I didn't necessarily whatever. This month was like a school theme or whatever. She did the whole skirt with the ankle, with the knee high socks, yada, 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 ruler, apple, blah, blah, blah. So for six months, for cute. six <laughs> months, it was a baseball theme. And then they did like halfway to first because it was six months. Um, and then her dad bought her a street sign that looks like the street sign on the, on the lamppost that says Addison Street. So that, I like the fact that they're playing along with it. That's awesome. I like that a lot. That's a good story. Why are you giving me that look? I'm just looking at you. You're a Bears fan, right? I am a Bears fan. So no you don't like the Packers very much, do you? Not a Packer fan. So what's with all the cheese here? Why cheese? It's beautiful. The scenario oh that you guys have just described and, and had a wonderful five-minute diatribe about. You told me to share. Is cheesy and corny. You told me to share. Okay, and I'm sharing with you that I think it's cheesy and corny. Phenomenal. I, I like cheese. I am cheesy and corny. That is what I live. I am Mrs. Cornball. I love all that stuff. Me me gusta queso crema. So, but hold on a second. Like, I'm a little confused. Why are you confused? What's the confusion? Young Yandy says she likes the cheese, but the cheese is not vegan. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> 
Phenomenal. You give me so much. Cornered, right You give me so much material on a daily basis. It's unbelievable. So cornered. That's why you keep me around. No, because Frank insists on keeping you around. <laughs> Let I like me it. tell you something. Frank, have you shared with her how many times I fired you in the first six months? Oh, my God, like uh, 300 times? No, like honestly, like 92 times. Oh, wow. Yeah, I would. it was about every other day he was getting fired. And the joke was I'd fire him on the air, and then I'd immediately bring up paperwork to rehire him because since we can't live here without him, it's the point of firing him was to let him know he did something wrong, but we would immediately rehire him with no penalty. <laughs> so he, he has been dismissed from this job, I think it was about 94, 95 times. He's been safe for the last nine months, though. I haven't, I haven't fired him, especially since the pandemic. What the hell am I going to do here if he's not here? How quickly did you find those 94 or 95 replacements? Oh, no. Right away, I, he, he was right there waiting to replace himself. I'm like Dwayne Wade. I get down 94 times and I pick, get back up 95 times. Yeah, something like eso. that. Eso. Yeah, eso. Except you don't take two two years, $47 million and go to the Bulls. Fair enough. Right. That's something that you don't do. And I kind of like win-lose situations. Ooh, I don't like win-win situations. So. But, like, but like Dwayne Wade, I also want to go play with my best friend. Mm, that's a good one. And uh, Hold on a second. Like, hold on, like hold on. Can you, let him, can you let him play the whistle, please? That's like a compliment for me, guys. Can you let? There you go. Now you can speak, Anthony. Go ahead. I like making fun of Dwayne Wade when he's not wearing a heat jersey. I like making fun of Dwayne Wade with his bleach blonde hair. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that's about. Young Yendi doesn't know that once upon a time, a young little amigo was very pissed off at Dwayne Wade. And we have been able to confirm through our sources that Dwayne Wade received a correspondence from my young son. Um, my son put him in. Kind of in his place. I always like walking down memory lane with this one. Frank. I can read this. I'll read it again. I have Please no, do. Please I do. I was going to read it for you, but, but, but since you can do this yourself, and apparently you have it handy, please enlighten us with, this was upon him leaving Miami to go to Chicago. And then, but, but there was like a second installment after he left Chicago to go to Cleveland. And then I believe there was both. a third. There's no, no shame. No, there's a third installment is when he came back to Miami. <laughs> And the dichotomy of the three messages are delicious. We know he received the first, and I believe after the fact, the second one. Because then at this point, he became aware of this, and we were able to get him the communication. Uh, but we I know think there's only two. I think there's only two. No, Anthony, you're, you're, you're downplaying welcoming him back once he came to us. Because <laughs> you got mad when he went to Chicago, and you wrote one. And then you got even angrier when he went to Cleveland, and you wrote one. You don't remember this, do you? I don't think I wrote one when he went to Chicago. I think the only one I wrote was when he went to Cleveland. All right, go ahead and share it with, uh, with with our listeners and with you. Oh, God. God. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm more nervous to share it with the Zoom than I am on a national radio station. I'm not sure why. But, and I quote, Matt Dwayne Wade, even though I'm only 12 years old, I thought I knew you. I don't care if you read this because I know you won't. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we start this again? Frank, do we have any fitting background music for this? Because this dry is not giving it its due service. This has to be like a Dan Libertard rant. No, yeah, not like a rant, but I, 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 I think Frank, it has to... It sounds like a breakup letter. Well, here it comes. Do you, you have something fitting? Hold on, Nicole. I think Nicole wanted to put in a suggestion. I'm down for the suggestion. Listen, uh, Frank. You need to record this. We need to make these drops. We need to make these sounds. You cannot <laughs> let this go to waste. <laughs> you cannot let this go to waste. Get me, get me a backdrop here, Frank, before we go you to can't break. Just blow by. This is beautiful. This is poetry in motion. Or, or Fortuna would be probably the recommended one. 
Now you're now you're directing the producer here. That's yes. good. All right, so so here we go. I have to find something sappy. That's the problem. You want to find something sappy? Well, it sounds sappy. No, it's I thought be I knew like you. It's a breakup letter. It has to be sappy. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, Fortuna isn't how you break up with someone. No, no. You see, so you got to give me a minute here. Do I have a minute? I do have a minute, right? You've you've taken a minute already. So I'm just wondering. So yes, Yandy, he at 12 years old became really upset at Dwayne Wade. Um, this was without any permissions. This I go on and I read this, and I fall on the floor laughing when I read this because this is about the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. He wasn't even here at Slam yet, um, and I, you know, I asked him his motivation. It, it, here we go, Anthony. I'll okay. let the uh, I'll let the words speak for themselves. I'll probably laugh a few times in the middle. Of the go for it's it. Okay. I'm going to put as much emotion as possible. Go. Bring it in. At Dwayne Wade, even though I'm only 12 years old, I thought I knew you. I don't care if you read this, because I know you won't. You just broke the hearts of Heat fans. Again, the team that drafted you. The team you played for 13 years. Only to backstab us and go to Chicago. Then you throw us in the truck again and go to Cleveland? Really? I can't believe it. I got my hopes up saying, you'll come back. I guess I was wrong. How does it feel to look at the city you called home and not even respect you? Oh, well, you probably don't care, do you? You probably don't care about any of us because all you think is that we can't win the ring or we can't offer you enough money. Am I right? You just put the money and the rings instead of the fame and the people's respect. I know if I were an athlete, I would stay loyal to one team. But when we come back and whoop your butt in the second round, I don't want you coming back to Miami and apologizing because we won't forgive you. We gave you a chance this time, and yet again, you said no. Good luck trying to beat the Warriors, Grandpa. So there's two problems with what we're just down. The music was too loud, and Anthony was too close to the damn microphone. I'm tired of telling you the same thing, Anthony. You don't have to eat the microphone for breakfast, bro. Can you hear me over here? No, listen, smartass. I've already <laughs> explained to you how to use the microphone. If you haven't learned how to use a microphone, I'll make sure you get a B on your report card. Don't piss me off. You, you don't have to eat the microphone. It's not a hot dog, bro. I think the music was perfect. I think he was. Uh, the music was a little loud because I couldn't understand him well, because, because he was, was eating the microphone and mumbling, of course. No, not me. I speak loud and clear. I don't know where this mumbling bull crap is coming from. Dude, I thought it was hilarious. The microphone is up. Did you understand him? Yeah. I know what he said only because I, I, I remember it. I understood every word, other than when it sounded yeah. matrixy, like within the first twenty seconds. But the music. Yeah, but that was Zoom. That was the no, Wi-Fi. No, that no wasn't doubt. him. But I thought it was good. He even delivered it well. I, yeah, he, he did delivered it, with, it great. With great. If I could like, understand him, I think you did great, Anthony. Can you not eat the microphone? There you go to eat the microphone again. I'm watching you. I'm, I'm right here. I'm not. It's amazing how much clearer and how not muffled you sound. By just five or six inches less close. And and I've already explained to you, off-center, bro. I should have been teaching you this during my radio show. Off-center, and you talk to the mic. And it's amazing how clear it sounds. Go. Okay. Wait, uh, do, do we have background music? Wow, is... look how great he sounds now. It, it need, need, this one needs to be a little more cheerful because this is him coming back. No, it's the same. Oh, oh you're reading the other one, him coming back. I thought we were going to redo the one that nobody in the world understood. I'm going to redo it again. I think everybody heard it, but if you want me to redo it, I'll just do it again. <laughs> I love the feud between father and son. 
So I guarantee you, I guarantee you that you will get some sort of d definitive B or C in participation today for your lack of understanding to a microphone. <laughs> there, I said it. Cute, thanks. You're the only student I can do this to, so I'm gonna do, I'm gonna terrorize you. All right, it's only it's only 15 years around the stuff. So I figured at some point you'll figure it out. Anyway. Well, I mean, Dwayne Wade played for 13 years and he didn't figure out. It's amazing how much clearer you sound. <laughs> It's incredible how much clearer you sound when you finally follow directions. Kind of goes both ways, you know? No, I, what doesn't go both ways is you're talking into the mic like this. And nobody under, you took a great moment and you ruined it. So do, do you just want me to do it again? I, I think it deserves it. This is good. I didn't understand a word you said. I'll give you my airtime to do it correctly. The only thing we got to be ready for is your second installment after you do the redo the first installment. Okay. Cue the music. Yeah, cue the music. <sighs> At Dwayne Wade, even though I'm only 12 years old, I thought I knew you. I don't better. care if you read this, because I know you won't. But you just broke the hearts of the Heat fans again. The team that drafted you. The team that you played for 13 years. Only to backstab us and go to Chicago. Then you throw us in the trash again and go to Cleveland. Really? I can't believe you. I got my hopes up saying, you'll come back. Guess I was wrong. How does it feel to look at the city you called home and not even respect it? Oh, well, you probably don't care, do you? You won't care about any of us because you think we can't win a ring or we can't offer you enough money, am I right? You just want the money, the rings, instead of the fame and the respect of the people. I know if I were an athlete, I would stay loyal to one team. But when we whoop your butt in the second round, don't come crying back to Miami. Don't come to, don't come for an apology because we won't forgive you. We gave you a chance this time and you said no. And the iconic line, good luck trying to beat the Warriors, Grandpa. So that was so much better. It sounded so much better. And in fact, just for your information, Anthony, the music really was about at the same level. It was you... You moved. The music, he, because Frank's stubborn that way, and I know him. So when I said the music was loud, he's like, no, well, it, no, well, it. So he probably <laughs> brought it down like one, one uh, 50th of a percent, like, like a nothing. One amigo here. Yeah, like nothing audibly noticeable to prove his point. And I noticed because it was he still loud. whistle for that one. But you. He deserves a whistle. No, you deserve. You deserve to finish this because you've taken way too much time because you don't know how to talk into a microphone. This time you did it correctly, and you sounded magnificent. Would you like Thank to finish this up? Do we have some upbeat music for his his <laughs> welcome home? All right. <laughs> that, that weird vibe, but okay. At Dwayne Wade. Again, we always start with the at Dwayne Wade. I want to thank, I first of all, I want to say welcome back to Miami. I know I speak for all of hashtag Heat Nation when I say we missed you. What I said a few months ago may have been wrong, but what you did was just as wrong, if not more. I was very mad at you, but deep down inside, I had a feeling you'd come back. Words can't even describe how happy I'm feeling that you're back. I don't care how it happened, it's the fact that you're back that makes me the happiest. You've always been my favorite athlete, even through the rough times. I would gladly say that all is forgiven. Welcome back, Grandpa. 
that ends the amigo Dwayne Wade. So there you go. Now you were able to understand it and hear it, young Yandy. Um... Why did that you throw good. the grandpa back at him at the end? And the grandpa thing is, I'm never going to let that go. Dwayne Wade is now grandpa. Welcome back, it. grandpa. I'm sure Dwayne Wade went rushing to LeBron once he heard that first message. Wow, so moving to request a trade. So moving. <laughs> it moved me. Even though this is I like should. four years later. You really you really made D-Wade come back to Miami. How do you feel about that, Anthony? Do you I should really handle it myself. Uh, the power. I love it. I was moved. Yeah, you, you, you're quite, quite the charmer, Anthony, as you worked your magic to get him to come back. Um, yep. That was, that was simply just wonderful. Um, Can you do this with Giannis? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I just, I just might have to. I might have to. Oh my God! Good job, Mario. Mario, you uh, are a little bit on fire today. Mario's got rock star status. Thank you. <laughs> that whole situation was interesting. Weird vibe, but okay. Yeah, and it's actually. Do you have another? Do you have another message for him? For him, say it's a win-win for him picking between the Heat and, and uh, LeBron. Would love to hear what you uh, have to say. Yeah, because no. you haven't been. You've been non-committal on that one. I've at least I've stood stood to my word, and I vowed to never disrespect Dwayne Wade, but I do call to question sometimes the things that happen around him and LeBron. Like I, I'm trying to get my hands around how. It was okay for Dwayne Wade to lose $11 million on how LeBron made his decision when he left. I've never been able to understand that. He gained $27 million when he went to Chicago. No, he didn't, Anthony, because if you do the total numbers, what the Heat were offering him, like, he lost, still ended up losing about 8 or $9 million. I don't... It confuses me. I love Frank to death, but and he loves me, but I can't cost him $9 million. No, sir. You know, it's it's weird how that just continued, and they have that love fest going for each other. I, it's weird. It's weird. Well, I now I know that Dwayne's not the most judgmental person in the world. I get that, but it's just strange to me. I think what you're asking is for another rant, but this time it would have to just kind of come from the heart. <laughs> well, I mean, the other ones came from the heart. Those were pretty good. I I have a lechoncito rant for later today. It's. It's later. Yes. I have one. And hopefully we can encapsulate it as a recording and I can go with it. Young Yandy will have to hear it in post. I don't even think Young Yandy will be here. Um, you see what my son does? I think we just created a new character for Anthony on the show. Yeah. What's that? Anthony, I think Anthony's going to be known as the letter writer. You, know, you always have that one friend that I writes like a letter that. because the letters are always meant to be read. Like, you write a letter, somebody's like, man, this person took time on this letter. Let me read to see what they have to say. That's He's the letter writer. Scribe. He's a scribe. 
That's a young person's thing because I had to write a letter yesterday or the day before. That's an old person. No, it's not. I used to love to write letters. Old people write letters. And I couldn't find two things to write in a letter. I wrote a brief. That's an old people. I wrote a brief and then I just sent it. There you go. It wasn't even much of a letter. Who writes? First of all, you don't. I love letters. You don't necessarily go and email them like, dear this person, seriously this person, unless it's a professional format. That's That's a letter thing. And old people do letters. Whenever an old person wants to get across to whoever they have to get across, they write a letter and they mail it in. That's the way old people work. Anthony just showed an old person st- uh, characteristic right there. In a li- being and a I'm not writer. very old because I don't like writing letters much. I guess I get it from you. From me? I don't write letters. Yeah, I know, but you're just a little bit on the older side. <laughs> That's like an old tendency from you. Influence of the age. That's exactly. what he You better make sure that you did your assignment there, young man. Well, I was in the middle of doing it, but then I had to... Uh, you know, describe my rant to Dwayne, my two rants to Dwayne Wade. All right, that's fantastic. So since now I've muted you, you can go ahead and concentrate on finishing <laughs> your assignment. Thanks for joining the show, Anthony. I appreciate it. <clears throat> See what I deal with, young Yandy? I love it. You love it? I love it. <laughs> you want to walk a mile in my shoes? Are you sure you love it? With these win- wonderful, brilliant young minds, I will walk to the no, end. No, I'll walk to the end of the earth with the other kids. I'm talking about with that kid. Mine. Because <laughs> when I leave here, the, the hey, other ones that are wonderful, that I love, I don't feed them. I don't pick up after them. I don't have to take them for haircuts. I don't do anything. So they're great. I love them. Look, you can see in there, Araya, I love Araya. Who doesn't? Right? I love her. She's so lovable. What is there not to love? I love Mario, says nobody. I love Mario. Mario's great. Mario's fantastic. I love Brittany. Unless it comes to UCF. He's that's a different story. That's someone would stop loving Mario. Miss Molina rocks. I love my niece Sabi. I love them all. The, all my the other dude? I even love the other Anthony. Sup, Anthony Frazier? You doing good, bro? Yeah. You did your assignment already, right? You turned that stuff in? Yeah, I'm doing it. All right. I'm going to interrupt you guys, and you guys are busy. This teacher, bro, he gives him work. He's terrible, this guy. Now, I've been Actually, this class has been reaping the benefits of being excellent on air. Mm-hmm. Uh, their excellence on air keeps them from certain assignments. There's certain assignments I have to make them do. So they're getting their Alzheimer's facts together so they can create their promos sometime later this week. It's a beautiful thing. They're writing their promos now. Um, they'll be doing other parts of it later. I don't feel like it's game one of the NBA Finals, Frank. I feel like this is a dream. No, I feel like we're about to maybe... Who wins tonight? <laughs> I think Miami wins tonight. Nick Boy is going to win tonight. I think Miami wins tonight. I think Miami wins tonight because I think Miami is going to start. Um, I think they're going to start hot. I think Miami wins tonight because of a couple of things. I think Spolstra has been working on something that's going to include Iguodala getting more reps. Mm-hmm. Um. The Lakers lost two of their three game ones previously. Mm-hmm. The Heat have not lost a game one. So I feel like the Heat are doing really well in getting series started. And 
they're going to lose a game or two or three. But they're not going to lose tonight. I don't think they'll be as prolific from three. I think it'll be somewhat sloppy. Um, I don't think LeBron shows up. Like, I don't think we have a LeBron game. Not yet. I think LeBron, LeBron sort of lays a little bit of an egg because they're going to throw something a wrinkle at him he's not used to. Mm-hmm. So he's the adjustment guy. He'll make the right adjustments game two. But, 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 but he'll, there's a shock value to whatever Spoh's going to bring to the table. Maybe I'm overestimating it. You're not going to be able to expect to shut down LeBron every single game. If you're able to do it for one game, great. But it's about shutting the rest of his team it'll down. Be, it'll be LeBron... It'll be pedestrian for LeBron. AD and LeBron, saying. let them get their 60. It's about everybody else just kind of just neutralizing them. Well, if they get 60, they're going to win. We can't let them get 60. You understand what I'm saying, though. Like, you're not going to necessarily stop LeBron. AD, you may be able to a little bit, depending on how Bam and uh, Myers Leonard kind of match up with him. But My, my goal would be to keep them uh, under, under 40. But, again, that's always tough. Under so 50 even under 50 is a, is a more realistic one because one of them is going to go. And, uh, well, it is what it is. I just don't feel... Hmm. What I don't... Here's what I don't get. Hold on, let me get a sip here, Doug. I don't get a feel that... That Vogel is ready for the Spolstra Ringle in game one. I don't either. What I think happens is because they're top-heavy in talent, a game two or even a game three can sway differently. So this is going to be a series of adjustments. The question is how far ahead of the curve is Spolstra in preparing sets and doing things that are going to work? Because remember, offensively, the Heat have to find some answers. The Heat have been good up until now, but, but they too have not seen a defense like the Lakers. Maybe the Bucks. They were able to fight through it a little bit, but... You know, Rondo's going to be a pain in the ass or want to be a pain in the ass. The difference is between the Bucks and the Lakers, the Lakers have better perimeter defense. So that's going to be an issue. Yes, it is going to be an issue. But you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see things get contentious. You want to see a chippy series? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's That plays to the Heat's favor. That plays to the Heat's favor. Absolutely. That plays to the Heat's favor. Because if not, they'll get the deer in the headlights. Mm-hmm. You gotta come out. I can call him Palo, you know, something. And Jimmy, Jimmy. Need a flagrant in there somewhere. Just set the tone. Jimmy's like, let me run my mouth guy, because we saw it with um in the first series when he was going off with this guy from Indiana. I don't even remember his name because he's not important. TJ Warren. There, thank you. Thank you, Mario. I forgot he was in the league. Exactly. But oh, remember that was a joke. Remember man. he was making baskets and, and Jimmy would run back with a yap, 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 yap. So he doesn't care, you know? And he's gonna do it. And we've seen the beef between LeBron and Jimmy as the years have gone by. We've seen the way they play each other. Statistically, the two best defenders against LeBron throughout his 16 or 17 years in the league are Andre Iguodala <clears throat> and Jimmy Butler. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you know, I've been preaching about let LeBron get his. Maybe you let AD get his, and here's why. Go with me for a second. Okay. We'll talk about it on the other side. Radio Tease 101, that's the lesson today. You're always in class. Class is always in session when you're listening to Good Morning Amigo 
Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'll tell you exactly why letting AD get his might work in the Heat's favor. On the other side, see ya. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, putting it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. What's the name of this song? I remember this song. Uh, it's Butterfly Effect by Travis Scott. Yes, this was good. Slam Radio, Sirius XM 145. You're listening to Good Morning, Amigo. Second half of the program. A little later today. What we got going today? We got Lauren going on at 11, right? Lauren's at 12. Lauren's at 12. So what do we got at 11? Uh, 11, uh, we just have our, our uh, students doing Student our programming. Right. 11. We have Lauren on at 12 and then 1 o'clock the youth. Correct. And then uh, K&R, I believe it's at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. I talked to them. They got a new studio. Those kids are... Are trying to hustle their way into the podcasting game. I'm know. waiting for the invite because I've I already got pictures. it. Okay, I've seen pictures and it. it looks. But good. they just closed on it today, like yesterday or something. When I say closed, I mean it's official. I've been using it, but now it's official. So cool. uh, we're gonna make a trip. It's in Doral. We're gonna make a trip over there, you and I. Um, check it out one day right after. Sounds good. Although these kids are coming back to school, so I don't know about our flexibilities anymore. <laughs> we'll figure it out, I'm sure. So. Immediately, I went to the let LeBron get his. They've lost before when he gets his. Then I thought of something. We may have a better track on how to stop LeBron than we do on how to stop AD. Mm -hmm. We've seen AD's not aggressive about going inside and getting boards. Right. Maybe that's the guy we let. Like, like if he's going to shoot the lights out of a building, then you don't deserve to win. Maybe you let him get his, and you disrupt and annoy LeBron with Iguodala, Jimmy. Jimmy. And then a host of other characters just sticking their hand in the way and chirping in his ear. And we, Jimmy talks, but the team doesn't talk. Relatively quiet to themselves basketball team. Kind of a lunch pail type of attitude. Iggy talks a bit, but yeah, for the most part, it's Jimmy. You don't necessarily see any of the other guys necessarily chip, uh, chirp back and forth. But Iggy does. He's known to be vocal. That's his rep. And Jimmy, obviously. Maybe that's the strategy. Maybe it's possible that um, Spo knows this, and that's how he's going to go at it. In fact, most often people will do what I said. Issue is that AD can get hot. Can he get that hot? He's He's been pretty lights out. There's been a couple of games in the playoffs that he's been lights out. He's been the hot hand. In fact, the game that he hit the game winner over Jokic, well, that's one of the reasons why LeBron passed the ball to him. You still got Bam on him. It's not like you're telling Bam not to cover him. Right. I mean, you still have Bam on him. The good only thing difference is that Bam is, is athletic enough that Bam could go outside and cover AD. We've seen that now. And if you put the crush on LeBron, then what does happen is the other characters are open to become stars. And that's what you have to be... Because if you let LeBron get his, then you can key on the ADs in the rest of the game. But maybe that's not the strategy. Maybe the strategy is to make sure LeBron doesn't do anything. Listen, we've been, <laughs> we've been the big game killers. Like, look at what we do to freaking Giannis. 
he becomes a shell of himself. Yeah. I know we him. made fun of this TJ Warren guy, but he was scoring on everybody except us. Because they were able to get Giannis in foul trouble, and Giannis doesn't necessarily. Giannis is never comfortable in foul trouble, and he, it's not like Giannis gets in foul trouble all the time. That was the way that the Heat were able to adjust to Giannis, put hard pressure on him, and let Giannis make the mistakes. And Giannis made plenty of mistakes against Miami's defense. By the way, Young Bucks, the assignment today was supposed to be handwritten, not copy and paste, just so you know that. So make sure that the stuff that you have, you do it handwritten. It's how you remember things better. It's been a new initiative. We hear Taking notes in school and handwriting things has been my initiative this year because it, it, it goes to memory much better because one of our students sent in something typed out. Yeah, you can copy and paste whatever you want. I don't want that. I want you to memorize it. I want you to know it. So you got to write it out. So to the student that sent me that, you know who you are. Make sure you write that stuff out. I know you don't like writing, but you're going to have to. There. Put a full court, I'm calling it a full court blitz. I'm using a term that doesn't really exist. Full court pressure. Full court press. But not. I don't mean it in that capacity because that's actually a defensive strategy. But I'm saying be disruptive and do what I used to tell my kids to do. Rattle his cage. Decrease his comfort zone, especially the pros. These guys, they don't need a lot of room to hit a three. We saw Tatum, would, he had someone in his face and he would nail the three. And, but that room, and I know nowadays they call a foul if you breathe on them. Yeah. But you've got to rattle the cage. That was Trump's approach yesterday against Biden in his little debate. What, rattle the cage? Go right to rattling them. Immediately, right beginning, rattle them. Yeah, yeah, I'm not talking anything. I just That was his approach, to rattle them. I'm hearing he was successful. <laughs> he was <laughs> immediately, immediately. I was a little tired yesterday. I tried to watch it and then it bored me to sleep. That's what I heard. So I couldn't. I was just tired yesterday, man. But I'm glad I missed it. They said it's the worst debate ever. He went right at him. So he started. Just so started maybe that's the defense. Maybe you go right at LeBron. I think that's the way to do it. I think you attack him in that way. I think you, first of all, you'll show some weakness. And then he can go pumping his fists all he wants. The problem with LeBron is LeBron can take over a game. And we expect, and I know him, you're to saying, take, we expect him to take over at least one game this series. You can't be naive and think that LeBron's not going to at least do be LeBron at least once this series. I got you. He's going to wake up that day determined. He's going to be like, oh, I'm going to put 60 up tonight. And he can do it. He can. Oh, he can. He most definitely can. But the, 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 the thing is to rattle him early, get in his head, see how uh, uh, um, challenge his toughness. Because we said it. He doesn't have those stones or whatever. Challenge it. Challenge it. Make him go and now get to that next level. Turn it up a notch in order to be able to beat us because I think we need to be very physical. And I think we are a physical team. And our defense shown, shows that they are physical. And Giannis was a good proof of how physical we can be with them. Cocky Laker fans coming out of the woodwork. Of course, cocky Laker fans. I get a text. Uh, Lakers will sweep the heat. All right. All right, Mondo, have a seat. No, it's not even him. No way. You know, he hasn't even commented to me on anything. He hasn't commented to me on anything either. I think he's nervous. I think he feels it. I think he knows that LeBron's soft. They're being led by us, by a Mr. Softy. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't said, I'm surprised that that man, should we be trolling him or we got to leave that alone, don't we? 
Yeah, trolling right now is not the. Not Don't the, think we want to do that. Not yet. No. We got to have three games won before we can start trolling, right? Yeah, at least one. Like, oh, hey, what happened? Why well, haven't I heard from you? Because you're nervous, right? Would be. Heat 1 0. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you haven't said anything. That's why we haven't heard from you. Heat 1 0. <laughs> I really think the game of psychology is going to destroy LeBron, especially when everybody on that Miami Heat team knows how he plays and knows about his ego monster. Here comes Mr. Softy, the soft ice cream man. The creamiest, creamiest soft ice cream you get from Mr. Softy. For refreshing delight to be, look for Mr. Softy. My milkshakes and my sundaes and my cones are such a treat. Listen for my store on wheels jingling down the street. The creamiest, creamiest soft ice cream you get from Mr. Softy. For refreshing delight to be, look for Mr. Softy. It's so happy, double eat. Oh, we gotta do a parody to that, bro! I didn't even know. I didn't even know that that that, that little chime that they were playing the trucks because that's the chime from the trucks. <laughs> I never knew it had words. <laughs> this is the greatest day ever. I'm gonna look it up and I'm gonna learn the words. <laughs> that's the one that Eddie Murphy goes. That's great. <laughs> there it is. Man, I introduced Mr. Softy to my wife when the first time we went to New York. We went into August. Uh, I believe it was July. So we're walking down Times Square. I told her, like, I want ice cream, but it has to be Mr. Softy ice cream. She's like, what's up, Mr. Softy, Mr. Softy, Mr. Softy? So as I walk down one of the streets, I look, and maybe 10 to 15 blocks down, I see a truck which looks like a Mr. Softy. I go, babe, we have nothing to do right now. Let's go take the walk. As they got closer and closer and closer, it became more evident that indeed it was a Mr. Softy oh truck. Till this day, my wife says that that's the most deserved walk that she has ever had, and it's the most delicious ice cream she's ever tasted. It really is. It really my is. My all-time favorite ice cream. It absolutely is. That's why I also like Carvel, but Carvel wasn't as good as Mr. Softy. Did, did you guys? Did you get to experience Mr. Softy, Andy, no. at all? There's a truck that rolls around Hialeah called El Softy. We had El Heladero de Hialeah con el camioncito que also had viandas. Yeah, we made fun of this the other day on the show. It's like in Miami, I went from getting Mr. Softy. I used to get these ice cream trucks in Brooklyn that would come by that they look like, you know, they look like like, it was just incredible. Look like that's in a truck. Like it was unbelievable. And these things, you could hear them. Like I made fun of that. You could hear them like six blocks away, right. not because of the thing, because of the machinery they had to create the size. You would hear all these motors going off and whatnot. And then the and then I come to Miami and I have a Onelio's ice cream. And then it would have some, you know, like something <laughs> far different. <laughs> That's all you hear coming down the street. Oh, well, I love and you would run outside, but there's no ice cream trucks that pass around neighborhoods anymore. I don't see them anymore, not as frequently as they used to happen about 10 years ago. I think over the 10 last years ago, you gotta go further than that. Yeah, you gotta you go way further. Yesterday, than that. an ice cream truck passed by my house. Oh, life is good, they still exist. They still exist. I haven't yeah, seen I one in years, but song- it's only because he lives in the neighborhood. That's why. Ah, that makes sense, but still, I, I, I feel like they're not as many as there used to be. Everybody's on the Uber Eats and the DoorDash and all that. Which, I mean, is cool because it's modern technology, but at the same time, there's a, there's something to be said about old school stuff where there's people involved and you get to know who your ice cream guy is. No, 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 hold on. Know. There's nothing like hanging out, watching TV or something like that, and then you hear the very faint little musiquita playing, and you're like, could it be? Hold on a minute. You mute the TV, and, and they're like, why are you crazy. muting the TV? <laughs> shh, shh. 
Hold on. I think I hear something. <gasps> the ice cream man! Abuela, 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 let me get a dollar! I wanna go get the ice cream! Oh my god, and then running down the Me begging my grandpa to give me a dollar fifty cents, whatever I can get. And you had to haul ass outside before he got there. And then you'd be there jumping, and then you'd be you ever running run down barefoot. You ever run barefoot to oh, go get no, pata sucia. I don't do the pata sucia. Which one do you want? Do you want one of these or do you want that one? So this is the, the, the Cuban ice cream truck was one of two things. It was either legit ice cream truck or you had a van with all the stickers of all the ice yes. creams that you could probably buy at the store anyway. Yes. That's not an ice cream man. Uh, but that's the ice cream man that we grew up with down here in South Florida, Mr. No, Pistola. that's not the ice cream man. I, I understand you got the man coffee, but not all right. of us were as lucky. Uh, like I was saying, there's an ice cream man that drives around the Doral slash Hialeah area, and he has the entire machinery and everything, but he's known as El Softy. <laughs> El I've never softy? tried it, so I can't tell you if it's the same thing, but he's known as El Softy. It's probably one of these guys that moved from Brooklyn or something in New York, and they were like, oh, we're going to bring this down here, but we're going to make it our own. So I'm learning something as I Google through looking for ice cream truck music. Did you know that there's such thing as Cuban ice cream, Frank? What's Cuban ice cream? Come on, granizado. Granizado. No, Cuban ice cream is what it's called. No, I have no idea. Yeah. No, mantecaos. Yeah, well, there was a place here in Little Havana, I don't know if it's still open, called Azúcar Ice Cream Company. Oh, my God, well, yes. Best and ever. Abuela ice Maria ice cream is the still best open. ever. It's still open. And there's open, they're opening one in... Um, down here in downtown Dayland. So, yeah, Cuban ice cream. Interesting. I didn't know that there was such thing as Cuban ice cream. I didn't either. I thought you told me Cuban ice cream, and that's when I went to either the shaved ice, because I remember playing in Tamiami, and they would all carry it in a cooler, little shaved ice with a little bit of a juice or something to give it the flavor, or the granizado. Yeah, the granizado. That wasn't juice, newsflash. That was really thick. Bro, this is ice cream. It was delicious. It's down the street from here. Yeah, it's in Calle Ocho. It's like Calle Ocho and like 16th it has, Street. It's a place where it's like, it has the, the ice cream on like on the outside. Like it's, it's built. across from That's the Tower favorite. Theater, the Miami-Dade College Tower Theater. Yes, I know where the Tower Theater is. Very well, as a matter of fact. Is that I like historic Calle Ocho? Yes. I didn't know this place like exists. Like Cuban ice cream. Wait, you didn't know this existed? No, no not at all. This, I was 10, 8 years That's old. That's like when the I main this. attraction in, right there in Kyoto. Listen, you, you need to do something for me. You need to go over there. You need to get some top tier ice cream. Doesn't matter which one you get, they all taste good. I like Aces Ices. I don't really like it that much. Well, they open at noon. What? So I can go after the show. Ditch the youth and go catch that. <laughs> it's mm. so good. Mm. As long as you bring me one. You can, you can, ditch, you can ditch the youth. To go, to go ahead and Yeah, get I'm it. just saying. I mean, you you said I have to, right? You, you have to. I, I think yep, it's a must. It's a must. Drop yeah. things and go. Drop it things and go. Yeah, like whenever somebody from Philadelphia or New York comes down to Miami, that's like the first place we take them. It's wow. it's a tradition. Yes, you need you need to have this. Yeah, you got to check this website out. I'm kind of impressed with them. What, Asukan? Yeah. Have you ever been to this I love place? Asukan. We know the owners. Uh, the owners are friends with my mother-in-law. So they have we, we signature Miami flavors. They have Abuela Maria, which is That's what I guess you were saying. One. Right. Cafe con leche. They have Domino. <laughs> Domino is Oreo cookies and cream. I know oh, Frank would like that give me one. That. Domino, baby, Domino. They have Mantecalo, which is the Cuban vanilla. But check this out. They have Platano Maduro. What? They have a Willy Cherino. Oh, See what they did there? It's I bourbon see. ice cream with dark cherries. Nice. They have the Elvis, which is peanut butter and banana. They also have uh, they have dulce de leche, roasted marshmallow s'mores, 
La Muladiga, which is cinnamon oatmeal cookie. Oh, I'm in on that one, too. Ooh, I don't want that one. They have key lime pie ice cream. Basically, the ver the English version of that is like Mr. Creams with the weird names, but it's just like different flavors. But what's great about them is that they also have seasonal flavors. Guarapiña, which is a little sugar cane and pineapple. That one I'd be interested in trying. Seems very sweet. Yes. Calabaza, calabaza. Todo mundo pa su casa. Well, it's called pumpkin, obviously. They have chocolate turron, which is like a chocolate nougat. My goodness. They have nine and a half caramels, which is chocolate caramels and salted caramel. That sounds delicious. This place is out of sight. El Mani Loco. Phenomenal. Oh, this place is out of sight. I missed out. I thought you would have known about it, Larry. You would think Cuban Larry would know this. I didn't know about this place. You know what it is? You're like a quarter Cuban, dude. Oof. Uh, settle down, Beavis. Blood was not Bro. pumping for this Settle down, Beavis. Settle down. Uh, not, not like that. Just because I don't know about some ice cream shop in Little, Little Havana doesn't mean that, you know, c calm down now. Whoa, whoa, oh. whoa, whoa, Nelly. Chill, chill. Someone got, someone got sensitive. They have sweet potato ancho chili chocolate chip. Ugh. That sounds terrible. And it also doesn't sound very Cuban. Yeah. No, that's more, that's uh, ancho and chili. That's more like Mexican influence. They have mi a whole array of stuff. Mi bonbon, which is chocolate cherry. Creme de vie, which is eggnog. That's good. I love eggnog. Yeah, that sounds really good. Listen out, bro. They have mango. They have mamey. Mamey. Mm. I'm going to have to special order from this place one day. Yep. Azúcar Ice Cream Company. How about that? We like it sweet. No joke. All right. There you go. I wonder if they'd make a delivery. I don't usually do call to action. because not allowed to. Right, but they're allowed I to bring us ice cream nice while we're on the air, and we say, "Oh wow, this ice cream tastes great." It's not a call to action, right? Well, Yendi said she can make a phone call if we're nice to her. I'm always nice to you. Don't you get to be on the air with us? <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, I told you I was gonna let up. That doesn't mean I was gonna stop completely. <laughs> All right, I've been pretty easy going this week on you. You've had an easy pass. Like you were supposed to be sitting here today. Sorry, money calls. I heard. You made that clear. Frank and I don't make a lot of money. That's the problem. I'm running a business too, guys. Remember that. Yeah, I'm on radio and running a business. I'm running a business too. I'm in, I'm in the business of making people laugh in the morning. That's why I'm that going. That you do very good at. No, that's why I'm going broke, you see. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I got paid in laughs, boy, you want to talk about being on the chow line. <laughs> Ay, lechoncito, bro. You better, uh, you better be ready, son. You better be. Ready. So if I'm nice to you, Azúcar might come deliver something to us. Maybe Azúcar on Friday instead of a banana paleo muffin. Ooh. Hey, Larry. I think forget the grill tonight. I think you have to take out la caja china and make un lechón. Lechoncito. Yo, you know what I am gonna do? I know we gotta go to break. These kids are late. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grill a loin. Every game, and like I told you, I'm gonna put little stickers on it. I'm gonna make a man that make me pictures of his crying face, and I'm gonna put them on. I put it in. I'm gonna put it with toothpicks. It's not gonna be there forever, but it's for the pickup. Through his eyeballs. Yes, lechoncitos, lechoncitos galore at the Milan compound. I love it. On the other side, we'll keep it continue. 
You're listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We usually do this on Fridays, but seeing that Chavez Ravine will be filled with no fans, but baseball's flying out of the park as the Dodgers move forward towards spanking the Brewers on their quest to another World Series. Joining us here on our Slam Radio guest line on Good Morning Amigo is our good friend Jacob Rudner. Jacob, how are you, sir? I am I'm good. How are you? I, I can't be as good as you, though. Today's a, a big day in Miami. Huge day. Huge day. I, if I were permitted to drink on the job, I'd be tying one on before 2 o'clock first pitch Marlins-Cubs. Um, I mean, you got a lot going on. A lot going on. My Marlins haven't been to the postseason in 17 years, so it's very exciting. Very, very, very exciting. So I am planning on, uh, much to my partner's chagrin, maybe dipping out a twinge early. So I can catch either first pitch at home, but definitely start up the grill. Today's going to be a heavy grill day. It's going to be grill for lunch, grill for dinner. I find that when I grill, my teams win. It's inordinate. Uh, it's like at a 90. Like, I win more often when my grill is on than Larry Bird hit, used to hit free throws. Dating myself. That's here. a lot of grilling. Yeah, a lot of grilling. There's going to be a lot of grilling, and, uh, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but there's going to be a lot of baseball today. There's eight playoff games. The first time in the history of baseball has been eight playoff games in one day. That's never happened before. Um, it got started yesterday. Let's talk a little bit about the American League playoff games. Some of your thoughts. I think the Twins, no pun intended, threw it away. Um, your thoughts on how it started. I'm still not in love with this format, but I've got to live with it. Yeah, you know, I, I and and we've talked about the format, and I think we've we've definitely uh, aired out the fact that it's not ideal. But I will say that I was really impressed, almost to a degree where I was surprised yesterday, with the starting pitching. It was across the board impressive starting pitching. I was I thought that every team starter came out yesterday and did exactly what he needed to do to kick off a three game series. And by the way, that was pretty much whether you won or lost the game. The A's are the only team, if I remember correctly, that didn't have their starter last more than three innings. And he only gave up three runs. He was fine. So I was impressed with how the starting pitching looked yesterday. It was definitely not your typical or at least your modern playoff game starting pitching where guys trot out there for four innings and they're okay, and then it goes to the bullpen and they rely on those guys for the entirety of the contest. Yesterday was impressive. Uh, impressive. I'm not sure Bieber was that impressive, but yes, uh, I'll tell you the winning teams definitely had fantastic ah, the pitching. Um, yeah, but the but the one thing that stood out to me is that it actually felt like playoffs. I didn't see bunting. Did you see bunting, Frank? I didn't see any bunting. I believe there was a bunt laid down in the. No, outside. no, 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 no. I'm not talking toque plancha, bro. I'm talking about oh, bunting. Like bunting. No, I didn't see any bunting. Yeah, I didn't see any bunting. I liked seeing bunting for postseason. I would have appreciated some bunting yesterday, but I guess I won't get that. Uh, but other than that, it was pretty fun. Yankees spanked the Indians. Are you not in fear of that a team that's not deserving pull out a best-of-three series and, and advance and leave a team that with so much promise could have perhaps challenged or played for or even won a World Series, leave them out just because they had a couple of bad games? Uh, you, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm in fear of it because I think that with the with the – 
fear of it to me has a negative connotation. And I think that that would mean if I were to say I was afraid of it, that I kind of, part of me wouldn't want to see it happen. I, I'm, I am interested to see one low seed team potentially make a run into the next round. And that I think is going to happen with three game series. You never know. Uh, however, I think that it is entirely possible because, you know, you've got to win two games. That's it. You get two guys that go out and have a good, a good game on the mound, and you've now won a playoff series and you've moved on. That can happen with anybody. I would say that there's a legitimate chance that the Reds could beat the Braves. They have good starting pitching. They're going to trot out Trevor Bauer tonight, and he's been excellent, probably a Cy Young winner this year. I don't know that the Braves are going to be able to match the starting pitching. And Now, granted, they also have some excellence on the mound tonight. But, but the, the question for me is going to be who is going to have the better starting pitching, and whether or not that's going to be a high seed or a low seed. I think today is a good example for an AL matchup where we have Hunjin Ryu pitching for the Toronto Blue Jays. That's a very good pitcher right there. They win. The series is tied one-to-one. They go to a, a rubber match series finale game three tomorrow. It could be anybody. I, like, like particularly, I'm... Yes, I'm pissed off at the Twins Astros series. And and literally, in literally 24 hours, the Astros could eliminate the Twins after the Twins uh basically won 60% of their games in the in the bridge season. And a team that played under 500 will have dispatched of them in 24 hours uh if the Astros can win today with first pitch at noon. That bugs me. And I know that you don't have time to exact longer series, but I certainly I know you're limited because of the travel stuff. I know there's no fans, so it doesn't really matter sort of where you play it in essence. You just got to play the game. Um, that bothers me, and I don't want to see the Astros advance. And you know what? To a certain degree, I, I don't know that I want to see the Blue Jays advance. I'd rather see the Rays advance. If the Yankees are going to beat somebody, let them beat the Rays. Um, but all in all, I did sit back and marvel at that it did feel like playoff baseball. Uh, and today's going to be one of those days. It won't feel like typical playoff baseball, but it'll certainly, it, whether it's at Truist Park at 12 noon first pitch with Bauer on the mound for the Reds, or all the way later in the day at 10 o'clock from Chavez Ravine where uh, Walker Bueller takes the mound for your Dodgers as they face the Brewers. It's eight baseball games. One, are you going to be glued for the next 12 hours to your TV set? Oh, man, it's, it, it's one of those things where it's starting at 9 o'clock in the morning for me. It's, it's baseball all the way through the end of the day for sure. It's, a, it's a, a weird day because I think, like we've talked about, the, the first-round format especially is a little bit, I don't even know the, the best word for this, but disagreeable is what I'm going to run with. I'm not a huge fan of it. I'm not a huge fan of, of waking up one morning and have half the league already possibly eliminated from the playoffs because we're playing three-game series here. But I will say, and I will echo exactly what you said, it was exciting. It, it, it felt like playoffs again. And I would also say that getting the elimination vibe back into the playoff picture here starting today, I think there's also an excitement level to that. And there's a playoff feeling that comes with elimination games. And we get that right off the bat. The, the question is, 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 like you said, how many of these good teams are going home today? Are the Twins going home today? I think that would be a shame to see. So, so I think that the excitement plus the, the slight disappointment is something that you kind of have to find balance with, but I, but I am excited to see what happens. Jacob Brunner joining us here on Good Morning Amigo. Uh, that 2 o'clock first pitch from Wrigley interests me because pitching can save you, 
And I believe the Marlins have enough pitching to create some issues for the Cubbies. Uh, but other than that, I'm really watching all of this baseball quite objectively, just looking for good baseball. You know, we got good baseball yesterday. As Snell had a no-no going into the six, and we saw Giolito throw a gem yesterday as well. How much of this is going to continue to rely on pitching, Jacob? I think this year more than ever we're, we're going to see a playoff format that, that really relies on its starters, and especially in this first round. Because if you have a guy that's going to be able to go out there and give you a Lucas Giolito quality start yesterday where you're perfect through six, and by the way, you don't even need to do that, but he's perfect through six. He, he throws seven innings, he allows a run, and puts his team in an excellent position to win that game, and that's what they do. That's a seven seed against a two seed. They get a 4-1 to victory, and now they're on the brink of advancing to the next round against the 2 seed A's team. I think that that just goes to show you how important the starting pitching is. Well, it's definitely important. However, the White Sox, not, it's so strange how they did the seeding. So, um, you know, you see obviously the Rays were a 1. I guess the A's were a 2. Is that correct? Yes, that, that's correct. So you realize that the A's and the White Sox are separated by one win. So it's weird right. that that seeding plays the way it does, but you know they, they that's why this playoff format annoys me a little bit. There's no there's no buy for playing well in sixty games and and just the opportunity for the upset. While sometimes it's fun, it people forget that someone's getting upset. And if it's due to circumstances, you know one thing is you played bad baseball, you deserve to be eliminated. But gosh, in a best of three, at the very least, the top teams, a team like the Rays, even a team like uh, like the A's should be afforded a buy out of this round somehow. They, they, I don't like the way it was done, and I'm going to continue to cry about it. But that being said, uh, eight games today, the first six are one after the other, one hour at a time, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, first pitch. I'll be glued to the TV. Um, we never did any predictions. Now, we're one game into some of these series, so... I'm going to go through the, the gamut of it, and, and we're going to go ahead and express our, our quick predictions because we're almost out of time. Reds-Braves as a series, by the way. I'm going to go with the, the Reds. I think the Braves win that one. Stroh's twins. Stroh's are up one nothing. Uh, I'll, say, I'll say twins. I'm taking the twins. Marlins-Cubs. Marlins. I'm taking the Marlins. White Sox-A's. Uh, with a one-game lead, I'm going to say White Sox. Any other time you asked me, I would have said Athletics. Uh, I believe the White Sox will win that one as well. Jays, Rays. Rays up 1-0. Rays. Rays as well. Yeah, Rays, Rays easily. Cardinals, Pods. This is a fun one. Padres' offense is slow lately, and I think that the Cardinals' pitching is real good, so I'm going to go five-seat Cardinals. I'll go Pods on that one. Yankees, Indians. Yanks are up 1-0. Uh, Yankees. Yeah, Yankees as well. And then your Dodgers, I'm sure, over the Brewers. We both agree. In a clean sweep. Both agree on that. We'll have you on Friday. All this nonsense should be over by then, right? Maybe, almost. We may have uh, a game we three. We should be pretty close. We may have a game we'll three have game or three. two. Yeah, we'll have a game three or two to go over. Looking forward to it. Thanks for jumping on, brother. Yep, appreciate you guys. Have a good, uh, good rest of your week, and I'll talk to you on Friday. Take care. Enjoy the baseball today. I know I will. See, Frank, you were worried. You were looking at the clock. You didn't think. I got this, bro. I'm an old pro. I'm an old pro, my brother. Good show. Yeah, it's been a fun show. It's been a fun week of shows. It's been a fun couple of weeks. And what's going on today, Frank? I didn't give you a rant. 
Saturday against the Lechoncito rant. We'll save it for tomorrow. Got time. Especially after that dub. I don't want to do it and then they lose. That's what happened there. So I'm holding back. Plus, I'm gaining more. I'm getting more info, more detail, more data. Come strong with that one. Take that for data, Fizz. Shout out and thank you to Jacob for just coming on with us. Remember to tune in at 12 noon. Lauren Goodman show. I don't know if my daughter joins in. She does from time to time. I know she does. She, she usually does. Lauren and her become friends. How cute. That's cool. Pretty cool. Heat in the finals, 9 p.m. tip-off, which seems like an eternity away. Also pretty darn cool. They debate next week again, don't they? Uh, but if it's not next week, it's the week after. I think it's next week. I know in like a month they'll be in Miami, or maybe it's the next one. Debate not so cool. Pretty fun time to not have to talk politics on this show. No, Trump made it interesting for even those that didn't like politics. It yesterday. was interesting yesterday. It was quite interesting. I hold small gatherings because no one shows up to yours. I loved it. Uh, I thought you were going to play that one and give him a whistle. I'll do it tomorrow. I got to get it cleaner than that. That's pretty funny, though. Yeah. All right. I ride off into the sunset like a good Tonto. Wait a minute. Tonto? Wasn't he already shirtless? See ya. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.